Welcome to the Butch Daily Podcast. It's good to be back. This is Kathy Wilder, and I am here in Julian, California, right outside of San Diego with my lovely wife and many, many, many pets and experiencing snow and all kinds of exciting weather. So happy to be back with everybody today. This is Mags here, who is actually also at Camp Stevens in Julian, California now. What? Uh, brought my wife in our uh, wander wagon, our travel trailer, and Loretta, which is the new truck. R.I.P. Jolene. Uh, our babies are still here. And big news, little Jean is also having babies. It's wild over here. I can tell hey, hey little Jean. Not fixed. Like, <laughs> are, are new, but it would probably be better to just tell you about all the things that aren't. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. Seriously, little Jean's pregnant. Yeah. Mm. Okay. How hard do you think it'll be to rehome those critters? Well, I already have people wanting them. Two people offered Perfect. to fly out for them. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Uncle Merrill's one of them. <laughs> Uncle Merrill. Okay, he might just oh, want to come visit. I don't know. <laughs> my name is Janelle Hampton. I'm very gay from the Bay Area, and I am doing my very best to be the best butch I can be here with my twins and my wife. And, um, all sorts of city living benefits, you know, like smashing grabs in your cars, got a catalytic converters, this and that. It's tough being here in the Bay Area, true city living, but I don't think I'd like to be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Where else is the Butch Daily coming from? <laughs> well, up here in the north, Humboldt County, California, this is Dana. Uh, enjoying life in rural America. And I have to say... I don't know. Sometimes I get jealous of you, you city dwellers, because I don't know. Do you have to go through the same? How's your health care? Boy, we could do a whole segment mm. on uh, lack of health care. That's what's on my mind. Anyway, uh, yes. Dana, up here in Humboldt County, wife, dogs, cats, raccoons, bears, mm. garage cats. Yep. Gully <laughs> bears. Gully bears. You got it. Uh, Hey. Not bears, but beaters. Oh. And if you're if you're in the area, Butte County, California, there's a wonderful brewery out there called Feather Falls Brewing Company. And you should check it out. It's owned and operated by the Moortown Rancheria of Maidu Concow Indians. Delicious beers that you should drink whenever you can. Mm. Kathy. Oh yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> All right, everybody. It was recently Valentine's Day. So we have a Valentine's related question. Was it though? I mean, if Super Bowl Sunday's on the 12th and Lincoln's holiday or somebody's presidential holidays on the 13th, Lincoln. is Valentine's really on the 14th or do people just sometimes forget it? I guess some people could wow. forget it if they're, you know, they are. You know. Sounds like somebody forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a, we got finger pointing going. Well, on. No, uh, by the skin of my teeth, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I even called Kathy on yeah. Valentine. She was like, "I'm cooking Valentine's dinner for my wife," and I was like, ah. "Damn!" Ouch. 
You just have to switch that pronoun from my wife to our wives, and it should have been fine. I don't know. <laughs> Would have been great. My dad called me at seven thirty in the morning to wish me a nice Valentine's. I thought that was. Oh really my sweet. God, Dale! Oh, okay, I know. <laughs> That's Thank so you, sweet. Dad. Well, this is the question, everybody. What is the best Valentine's gift you ever given or received, oh. or both? You can tell I, any of those stories. Wait, the best? I thought we were doing the worst. The best. Best gift. Where did you read worst? Well, apparently text messages are hard to read. But uh, what's <laughs> the on, best Janelle. Valentine's gift you have given or received or both? Yes. Well, I, I think it's really important that the Butch Daily continue its drive to leave people with a smile. So I'm going to start with the worst and just let you guys all back <laughs> clean up on talking about the best. Great. Why? Because it's time for a confessional. That's why. Ooh, a Janelle confessional. Yes. I know. I know. And I'm going to tell you guys this. Very few people in my life know this story, but it's, I am ready to put it out there because there's no way to make amends for this ridiculous ass hattery. Oh, wow. But I think it's important to put it out there for people who, frankly, are like me when I was 20 or something, 22. So it was Valentine's Day and I could tell that my girlfriend at the time was doing something really special and I got completely wrapped up in how sort of secretive and sort of like cagey and a little bit edgy she was being. And I just got completely captivated by being loved in this way. This this girlfriend had a, a way of showing love or making people feel love that was at the time it seemed incomparable. And I got so, and, and, you know, I, I was brought up with like lots of unconditional love. So I kind of grew up with this idea that I was a lovable person. Right. But I had never been loved like this. This might be like the very first time that I ever felt like, wow, there's like this other kind of love. That's not from my family. That's amazing. And I just got absolutely captivated by it so much so that it didn't occur to me that Valentine's Day is not really a one-way street <laughs> when you're in a couple. And so I was watching all of these plans unfold all the way to the moment, you know, that I'm in the car, we're taking turns I don't recognize. And boom, all of a sudden we're on like the 15 East. And she puts a little tape in the, cause yeah, I'm old. And she puts a little tape in the thing in the tape player, cassette player in the car. And this comes out of it. Hey, baby, let's go to Vegas. Kiss a single like goodbye. Right? You know that song? She had planned everything out and was taking me to Vegas. Not to get married. Calm down. Bring it down. There was there was no gay marriage on the scene. <laughs> Calm down. I was scared. Woo! But it was like, hey, the point was, let's go to Vegas. So she had crafted an entire plan in early 20s when you know you can't afford to do shit like that, mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And I hadn't even gotten her a card. Oh. I know. And why? To this day, I'm just like, well, I can tell you exactly why that happened. I was completely self-absorbed and had never really felt love outside of family love. Maybe I could parlay that into some type of excuse, but there is no excuse for how insensitive and inconsiderate I was at that time. And the really messed up thing about it was I didn't figure it out until her best friend came to me. and was like, dude, you really suck. I was like, what happened? 
And she was like, that's not okay for you to receive and receive and receive and not give even a card. And I was like, oh, oh crap, that's exactly what happened. And that is something that I don't feel good about. I feel shame about that. I could say I was young, self-absorbed, all the natural things that you can blame stuff on when you're in your early 20s, but it was pretty bad. So I just want to encourage every listener to of the Butch Daily out there to recognize no matter how old you are, it is possible to be more considerate than you're being. Hmm. Just FYI. Nice. All right, guys, let's see who's going to make me look really bad next. Dana Marie. Well, Janelle, can I might need to just follow along that vein because as I told Kathy <laughs> earlier, I don't I don't have a like the best Valentine's, which that feels I know, but on me as well, right? As like I don't have something that stands. I didn't plan a Vegas trip for someone. Okay, so like there's not <laughs> that's not there. Um, but you were just making me think like maybe moments when Valentine's Day took on a different meaning. And I'm not going to say who or what or when, but I was dating someone. We broke up right before Valentine's Day. And so for Valentine's Day, I went out and partied and had an amazing time. And there were like lots of pictures, lots of of hubbub in our our community. You were so sad. Yes. Everybody heard about it. And then oh, we God. got back together like about a week later. Oh, yes. And I was all, none of that happened. Everybody shush, shush, shush. Ah. And, yeah. Oh, I, I, I feel oh. I feel kind of bad about that. But originally when Kathy asked a question, like my first thought was this Valentine's was really amazing because we both expressed ourselves in the ways that feel really comfortable to us. So Heather got me um, a card oh. from our pets and a card from herself. And that was really sweet. And I woke up to that on my, my work computer. And then Aww. I got her an act of service, which was doing some chores she had been asking me to do for months. So I replaced, yeah, I replaced, a, there was a picture frame that fell down um, during our earthquake. And it, it was a picture I had taken of her when we were first dating and the picture frame broke. And so since whatever that was in December, when we had our big earthquake, when it broke the frame, She's been asking me to replace it. So I finally went and replaced that frame. And so that's going to be my favorite. That I, awesome. I It was an act of service. That's Showing great. up, serving. You didn't get grilling in there. So not all the chores were done. But <laughs> these are our growing edge. Valentine's Day growth edges. Right. Exactly. Exactly. What about you guys? Well, I read the text as the best Valentine's gift. And that was probably this year. Uh, recently, Lindsay made me soul snacks, which essentially she took little pieces of paper oh. and folded them together, and then and then made them like accordion style, and then wrote little notes inside of what I mean to them, and then made a bag that sh- and then plastic on the front, and it was like thirty some things of all the things she loves about me that she couldn't wait till Valentine's Day, so I actually got it early. Um, and then the worst thing is, is I, I forgot to get her anything. And there it is. <laughs> uh, because to be fair, I did get the stomach flu and I was sick as shit. So the other nice thing is she got to clean up my vomited shit. Mags. Absolutely so you got no another va- va- Valentine's Day <laughs> gift. Got you. 
Yeah, I gave her a lot more than she wanted. Right. And it wasn't so, what she wanted. But I made when, up for it. When the soul snacks were like cut out on little pieces of paper and uh, folded up like an accordion, that made them look like ruffles. Yes. Chips, right? Yeah. And so they were literally little like and heart then, snacks. That's very and sweet. You open it like this, actually. And inside the was all these really thoughtful, like thought provoking little things about me. I felt very loved. And I wow. did not do anything. And there it is. But you're well, still you married, so you still have time. I made, you got I this. made up for it afterwards, guys. Okay. When I it's was Valentine's Day month. Uh, sex coupons don't count anymore, Mags. I, I see the winking. <laughs> it's not a coupon. That's a free pass. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's a card. <laughs> Frequent flyer, Miles. <laughs> Frequent flyer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so I got to say that the best Valentine's gift I probably have given is when Hannah and I were together for about, I think it was probably her second Valentine's Day together. I wrote her an original song, which then became oh, yeah. Song. It was a song I sang her when I proposed. So I just changed the last verse to propose. So I think she loved that. Um, and yeah. then my in in my relationship with Hannah, she's the first person who ever bought me flowers and gave me um, these beautiful cards with poems. She's an incredible writer, and so. I have like a collection of amazing cards with poems in them that she's and beautiful things she's written throughout our whole relationship. And like, I gotta say like, that's better than anything. I'm not like, a, I don't like a lot of stuff or just things, you know, or tchotchkes. So things like words and beautiful things like that are really meaningful to me. But the first time anyone's ever bought me flowers was Hannah. So it's really special. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious if you guys have a worse balance because I feel like we had like Janelle or Kathy. I'm sorry. Did you have a worse Valentine since we went there? No. I mean, I was prepared for the best because that's, <laughs> that's, that's what <laughs> How deep do you have to dig, do? Kathy? You have to have a tragic Valentine's Day in there somewhere. For sure. You know, I, you know, I have some tragic Valentine's Days. Yeah. I'm not saying I Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, spot. I actually can't think of anything off the top of my head, but. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the last Valentine's Day that, I, that my wife, my current, my, um, my beautiful wife, Nancy, and I were going to have to spend apart from one another for about 10 days. I got cards in the mail mm -hmm. about how much her love for me would endure no matter how many miles we were away. It was 28, 24. That's like right. Away at the time, and in each of them were like thirty red or pink tissue papered hearts cut out, and oh, so I'd open, open them up, and I'm like, "Oh, these hearts!" And I taped all of them on a window, and I just walked by it for months, like feeling loved. And I thought, I cannot believe that this is my life right now. <laughs> and she's not even out here yet. And so this this Valentine's Day. I got my beautiful, you know, I got a card and I got words of love and I got some chocolate. It was great. And I just was like, there's not 50,000 tissue paper hearts here, but I would prefer you in my life and in our home a thousand times, even though I thought that was really rom romantic and nice. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Nice. Again, still on the receiving end. Don't know when I'm going to get to like the giving part. Thinking about that. What did you do for her? Chanel's got some work to do. Though. I know. I'm going big next year. Next year, her Valentine's Day is going to be through the roof. I got We're some making up to do. To it. And I do want to give a shout out to that poor, besieged little girlfriend from my last, from my past life. That was wrong. And I'm sorry for being such an inconsiderate asshole. Working on it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I have to throw in one more story because uh, this is like a kid thing and it's it's so cute. Uh, when Owen was in fifth grade, mm-hmm. um, he decided that he wanted to make anatomical hearts for all of his classmates because they had to like do like, um, you know, Valentine hearts for everyone in the class. And so he spent just hours, you know, creating, you know, it's, it's uh, he went to the Waldorf school, so everything's very analog. So he had to hand draw all of these anatomical hearts, you know, so it's 25 kids in the class or something. And so, you know, I, he's asleep on the table with anatomical hearts everywhere. And I like, oh. pick him up put him to bed. And I think he must, he always woke up earlier than I did when he was in elementary school. He's like a kind of an early riser at that point. And, um, and so when I woke up in the morning, he had finished everything. And next to my pillow was one of the anatomical hearts. Oh. It just said, love Owen H. Cause he always, there's another Owen in the class. So he, um, to 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 Kathy, love O and H. <laughs> I was like, that's sweet. Like, how sweet know? is that? That's a good. Oh, that's my God, amazing! Yeah, yeah. What a sweet story. That's I so loved cute. it. Stop framing it. Put it in the fucking. It's like, it's like, you know, but it's fine. He had, he had to drop twenty five of them, but he made an extra one for me, which I I love. Oh my God, that's Aww. adorable! And put it on your pillow while you were sleeping. I know, right? Yeah, that's amazing. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, thanks for your stories, everybody. And uh, yeah, if I think of something else, sorry, I'm, I hate to be the Pollyanna of the group, but you know, I love Valentine's Day. So what can I do? Well, at the very end, oh. you can share you can share one of your more tragic Valentine's moments. It, it's basically a must. No pressure. Even no if you pressure. have to make it no up. No pressure. <laughs> Even if you have to make it up, you perfect person, you. <laughs> roses, and there was only eleven. <laughs> right. Okay. Well. You know, the world is not uh, all Valentine's Day. So, uh, you know, yeah. the Daily Butch is coming up next. And, uh, you know, who we've been thinking about since um, she was freed. Uh, from That's right. Her, her right. Since the United States uh, government took the appropriate action and freed as many people as they could. And it was her. Yeah. That'd be Brittany Griner. Have a, a uh, you know, this too. this stuff is so complex, right? You just uh, Yeah. You, you have a very intense opinion about this, I can tell. And that's fine. We love it. Do it. Up. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very, com- like, freeing prisoners, prisoner swaps, all that stuff is very complex. It's never perfect. And, you know, there was a lot of concern about, like, why Brittany Griner would be prioritized as much as she has been. And if she weren't, a, you know, a celebrity or a basketball player, or maybe the gays all, it's part of the gay agenda, get all the gay people free, whatever. The bottom line is, is it, it is very complicated. She was freed. We celebrated that on this very podcast. And the truth is after that, um, after doing my own research on prisoners who have been released and what, what life is like for them. And one of the most obvious things is that when people keep wanting to know everything about this person who has returned, you know, it's very hard for them. And so the truth is, is I, took my foot off the gas pedal when it came to like figuring out like what exactly was going on with Brittany Griner. 
But it, I'm really happy to report that at this point, Brittany Griner has said that she will be um, joining the 2023 WNBA season Ooh. with her team. Um, and that's fantastic. And unfortunately, I, it's also observable that she is is on the receiving end of some bitterness uh, that comes with us still having Americans abroad imprisoned. Of course, it's hard. Like we want all the prisoners to be freed as is appropriate. Uh, it just doesn't always happen. And so she's having to deal with a lot of blowback and pushback that it wasn't Paul Whelan also or before um, because we have Americans abroad who are imprisoned for longer than she is. And I don't know why it worked out this way, but I would have been thankful for any American prisoner unjustly captured in another country to be freed. And I pray, I pray for Paul Whelan because he deserves to be, I don't, I actually, I can't say that I've done the research and it's not the same situation. That's right. But I don't like it when people are tortured. That sucks. So Brittany Bergrinder's home. She's, she intends to play for the 2023 season and she's still dealing with a bunch of haters because they don't understand how complex these things are. And we're just, you know, going to, going to keep looking at it and keep thinking critically about it. We have to. Well, also, I saw a little piece about how the income alone that she lost from being unlawfully imprisoned is insane. Like, she has to play. Like, their family needs income at this point. Like yes. So much of it, just with all this happening. And I'm sorry, but my redneck ass is still here. And let me just tell you, we should not be looking to get horses in the mouth. You know what I mean? What that means is we got someone free, and they're back here, and they – they're alive and they're not being in trouble. Yes. They're not being tortured. Like no. be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Like geez, celebrate we could it. We could have got no one. We could have just been stubborn and button heads this whole time. At least she's home and she's doing what she needs to do. Who cares that she happens to be a basketball player and gay and black. She should come home regardless. And seven foot tall. And seven foot tall. Six nine. But, but I do think it Basically. Is, you cannot <laughs> look at the situation without thinking about the level of da- extra danger she was in because Ooh. she is a black woman, because she is a queer person. Queer. Mm-hmm. There is just a reality that that, that is a higher level of danger for her in the situation. Yes. And let me, let me say that her wife, um, Cheryl has said many a time that now they as a family are going to advocate for other prisoners to be released. Oh so yeah. She's got a bigger picture now. So I think that, you know, as Mags is saying, like, let's, Let's take our wins where we can get them, but also see that this family is pushing forward. So um, anyway, I think it makes sense to me. And I think, you know what? I just want to say thank you to the Butch Daily community for supporting whatever you did to spread the word about. Absolutely. We appreciate you. Yeah. Absolutely. Investing and having a really good time. Yes. Getting into things, you know? For sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's about the third time that you guys have corrected each other on the height of Brittany Griner. One of you always says seven foot and one of you always says six nine. That's really cute. I love it. <laughs> a basketball player, you got to know the right height. You gotta know. It's very sweet. If you look at the pictures yeah. with her and her wife, it's like she, she she's, she's seven foot tall. It's adorable. She's six nine. Six, no, just because out. that's your favorite number, Dana, doesn't mean you have to find <laughs> excuses is, to say me. it over and over and over again on here. Six, nine, six, nine. We get it, Dana. You like it. You kinky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, honestly, I did not even think about that. And you know what, Kathy? That's a problem. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, wow. Okay. 
I, I should have assumed. Happy Valentine's Day! Woo! I did not mean Sorry. to open that up. I apologize, Kathy. Please. Open it up Sorry. for a 69. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's wow. keep going. Let's just keep doing this. All right. This. Okay. Nope. Time out. Long enough. Janelle's, Long enough. Janelle's on a timeout. <laughs> well, we want to <laughs> totally appropriate. but I, I want to make sure, you know, we, we give send out our, our just... Uh, gosh, what's the feeling even? Just complete exasperation about the shooting that happened at Michigan State University in East Lansing. Wow. Uh, I think the thing I want to just shine light on is there were, we have some fact checking to do, I think, but there were several students there that were, have been a part of previous shootings in our country. Oh. And I, and I think that like now it's normalcy. It's it is it is repeating for some of these young folks in our world in their early twenties, and I just can't imagine being when I was that age, having been in several like major shooting situations. That that feels horrible. And, one, yeah. yeah, even one, yes, oh. even one, yeah. even one. So let's let's uh, let's make sure we keep our eye on the ball on these gun reforms and uh, good good hey. laws. You know, yeah. Exactly. You should know exactly where any politician you intend to vote for stands when it comes to the Second Amendment and like common sense gun laws. I mean, if you're voting without knowing that about that person, you are part of the problem, period. Well, along with with gun reform and and gun laws, just uh, the idea of putting money into our young people, our children and prevention and our behavioral health services. I think that's also just mm. as important. I'm with you. Yeah, and I would just like to say <laughs> as someone who has owned guns myself, that I think anyone out there who's responsible and knows what they're doing should want the same laws and the same protection yes. and the same safety and guidelines. You can give, I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. You can give me any test, regardless what it is, and I'll pass it. And if I don't, then I don't want them. Now, coming to camp, I did get rid of my guns to be here because there is a policy <laughs> that says no guns. And I got to say, I some don't even remember that I have them a lot of the times. Okay, one of them is in Gregory's safe, but whatever. Lucky, yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. It's appropriate. Good job, Mags. I was wondering how you were going to deal with the, the difference, like the vast difference in gun laws uh, from Kentucky to California. And, yeah. you know, your I position stays guns. the same, but, you yeah. know. It's expensive as hell to register your guns out here. And then I couldn't keep them <laughs> on camp, and I wouldn't want to trust keeping them off camp in some storage or something for someone else to get a hold of them. That doesn't feel responsible, yeah. and I don't want to just give them up. So um, I got rid of them to family and Responsible gun know. owners. Well, what about... The whiskey gun. What about the beautiful that, yeah, what happened glass? To the whiskey that was my gun. question. Can you describe that, Max? So, <laughs> um, yes. To those of you who don't know, I do have a glass bottle that looks like a um, what does it look like? It looks an assault rifle. It does it look looks like, like an, an assault, assault rifle, rifle yeah. but it's not okay. an AK-47. I forgot what it's called, um, but it is full of bourbon, and it's hiding under my um, little couch in there in my trailer. Yeah, it's here. And will will it or will it not be open the next time we four, the Butch Daily Podcasters, are on camp property, or at least in Julian? <laughs> well, it is not Julian. But it will. Yes, it will. 
that's my them. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I haven't opened it yet. I love that idea. I that's a, I haven't. I thought we were going to open it when we first got here, but it felt weird to do it without a bunch of you guys since you've all been on this journey with us to get here. So uh, yeah, let's wait for that. Love it. Thank okay. you. Love it. Nobody could drink bourbon mm -hmm. when we first we all first arrived back at camp because we're <laughs> tired. <laughs> yeah, hell of a trip. Good job. I'm glad you guys made it there safe. That's all I have we to say. It. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Well, you Absolutely. know, Mags and Lindsay are settling in here and they are getting ready. They're like setting their lives up just like we all do in our own homes. And, you know, um, our, our good friend who you all know here on the podcast, uh, Christine Compizzi. Tino! Um, Tino! Tino! Yeah. Tino! Um, <laughs> came up with a great tournament it, and it all came about because I was sort of unexpectedly at home when my, um, my family, Hannah and Owen and um, uh, his girlfriend, Alexa all went to Portland and I had to stay home with our animals. Um, and so I had all this time on my hands and I kept, you know, letting my, my people here know, Hey, I'm doing this project and this project, and this and that. And uh, Tino said, Hey, it looks like what you're doing is butch nesting. So Hi. Uh, I, we oh, butch nesting. oh, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So uh, today we're going to chat about butch nesting and how that shows up in each of our uh, lives and what that means to us. So um, a bit of an example of what Tino's definition of it was. Yeah, you bet. So uh, I think one of the things that I was doing was um, I had I was I took everything out of our shed and I uh, reorganized the shed. I cleaned all my tools. Um, I uh, got rid of all the mouse poop because that's just a thing in Julian. So much mouse poop. Um, and then I ordered new storage containers. I'm still in the process of exchanging. But, you know, I, I, or I, I've got an inventory of all my stuff. And, uh, yeah, it just felt so good. You know, I just got rid of a bunch of stuff, too. You know, just got rid of things. So. Uh, that was like one of the things I did during that week, but it felt so amazing. And uh, yeah, so that's, that was just an example, but I'm excited about expanding the idea of butch nesting because it's unique. It's a unique way of being. What do I you agree. And I think, yeah, I, you know, when I first heard the term butch nesting, I assumed that we meant like, kind of more masculine things that would be considered nesting. So things like cleaning out the shed and, and stuff like that. But really when I thought about it, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm a butch lesbian, but I also consider um, when I grocery shop and like really put time and effort into the recipes I'm going to make and like different dishes and things. And I consider that when I'm nesting, like I want to create a beautiful, lovely dish that I know my wife is going to like. So I do it on, on both ends, I guess. I don't know if that's what Ooh, I meant. Both but ends. I don't even know what we mean by both ends, by the way. I, I'm reaching. Thank you. Thank you. I oh, appreciate man. that. That was beautiful. That was... I, what so my definition, I guess it's just like, it's a, it's a butch who's nesting. And so whatever you are doing within that is butch nesting, even if it's something that might be considered more feminine uh, rather than masculine. That's the beauty of the butch, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You don't have to go. Yeah, exactly. You can find whatever it is to you. 
I'll never forget that part of our evolution where it was one of us was when we were first polling about this butch, you know, thread. It was like, well, I'm getting a manicure today. Is that butch? And we decided at that very moment that anything could be. And in my opinion, that's right. You know, bringing chewed up worms and regurgitating them to your wife, you know, like in the nest is kind of perfect. Right. So that was, I'm sorry, your faces are telling me that the analogy wasn't a good one, but no, like I a bird brings that. worms to the nest yep. and then yep. we go to the store and pick up food. Nobody here is eating worms. I mean, it's, it's been a minute. Delicious. Could be, absolutely. Well, you know. What are you smoking, Janelle? What's going on over there? <laughs> In any case, um, I'm not allowed right, to smoke sorry. here, so that's fine. Speaking of yeah. smoking, uh, I brought home like what? 30 cigarillos from Cabo San Lucas and my kids are all, oh my God. I'm like, they're cigars. It's not the same thing as a cigarette. Yeah. You're going to have to edit that part out too. Sorry. Side story. These days, nesting. You nest them away. Yes, butch nesting. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm a, this this topic makes me nervous. I'll be honest. So the, the, the original traditional concept of nesting is when a woman gets pregnant and conceives and then starts doing stuff around their house to make the house ready for a baby. And then they draft their, I'm sorry, they enlist or rather the willing partner comes in and supports the concept. Boom. That is traditional nesting. But everything we're talking about as far as nesting goes are stuff I don't do. So I, I don't know if I'm like, am I a bad Valentine? Because I just, you know, what is butch nesting if you didn't do, if you don't really do any of the original nesting stuff? I'm well, nervous. I, I think, I think you do a lot of things. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the, I think the way you're uh, looking at it is almost there, but the person doing the nesting isn't just doing it to ready it for her kid. They're doing it to feel comfortable in their space so that they feel ready for whatever's to come, which is the baby that's about to be there. But it's for them to build their space exactly where they need it. So like Lindsay and I have been basically fucking nesting since we got here. We've put everything away. We've reorganized it. We've decorated our home. Well, majority of it has been my wife decorating it how we want it. Um, I did a bunch of stuff outside with it, which she corrected me on. And now we're going to do it together. Nesting guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And little things like we've decided how we want the outside to look and we've made plans for how we're going to make it more homey for us to make it feel more like, even though it's, it can be temporary, it still can be comfortable. Yes. Um, and back home, my way of nesting was, you know, like I love to work on my Sewing was a big one for me. Um, I like to work on certain woodwork. Here, my volunteer hours are my are my butch nesting because I get to do things like put up lights and put in railings. Those are things that are fun for me. Or good. Yeah, at a place that you believe in to the roots of your being, yeah. which is yeah. kind of cool. That makes very good, perfect sense. So, Janelle, don't you think that the support that you give to Nancy and to your wife, like, like those, you have a lot of gifts and talents about bringing out the best in people and, and really boosting them up and, and lifting them up. So could, is that your version of nesting and you're just not recognizing it as nesting? I mean, it could be that, but the truth is, is since we decided that the moment Tino coined, you know, butch nesting, I got 
just really nervous, you know, and I, I think, yes, I could say that I could make what I do into nesting. But the truth is, is I don't know if any of you listeners remember this, but there's been a few podcasts where there's been a little bit of joking about grilling, being a chore, blah, blah, blah. And since then, I've sort of like reoriented myself to be a little bit more thoughtful about how the household runs. And even my brother-in-law who's up here <clears throat> doing some work um, and some really amazing work, like even just last night was like, what's the deal? You're like getting up and helping and helping more. And I'm like, yeah, this oh. is a thing. And I'm like, okay, like it's noticeable, right? That's a good thing. I'm gonna say that's a positive okay that's, that you just said, yeah. Kathy, I'm gonna take that. Good job, Janelle. And, right, exactly. And so like I have done dishes and I clear the, the dishwasher. I have transferred loads amongst the washing machinery and the drying machinery um, and things. And that's great. But I'm just like, the more I look at it, the more I realize, uh, okay, I need to ask. But right. So this is the really interesting thing. Like that's I am having, um, the garage is getting its walls reinforced. So it's waterproof. So it'll be a safe place for me to put stuff. And I think that that, is where my nesting is like feathering yeah. out because yeah. I'm like, I will have a place where my rods. Yeah, that's right. My fishing rods, oh. my fly my fly ass rods, my fly rods oh my are going to have a place there. Right. Wow. Dana. <laughs> and my fishing what? lure. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I do collect um, vintage fishing lures. They're like wood. They have beautiful metal hardware sunken into these little tiny baby wooden torpedoes. They're outstanding. They're going to have a home now. And my belt buckles are going to be on display. Okay. I just can't. So I feel like that might be nesting. Be, okay. This could not be more butch nesting. What you're describing is yeah. creating a display area for fishing equipment and belt buckles is the most butch nest okay. I've ever heard. In <laughs> <Yeah. my life. laughs> okay. So, okay. Okay. So I'm there. I just felt like I was yeah. like, wait, is nesting selfish? Because I'm doing exactly what I want with my most precious stuff. Well, let me, let me, let me remind you though, Janelle, of a time um, many years ago now, um, before the date of June 11th, when a certain two people were born and they were very special that you oh. and I, about this time of year, around your birthday, spent like four days painting and putting up, uh, like a, putting up beautiful things in a baby's room. We assembling kit, assembling stuff. Yes. We put wainscoting in. There's a yeah. word for what we did. Yeah. So it's like we we spent days doing that. We set up that baby's room. That could not have been more of a nesting project. But we were like painting, <laughs> cutting stuff with the saw. And, so true. You know, so true. I feel like that was butch nesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, indeed, in it its was. truest form. In its truest form, I would it's say. So true. Like that's absolutely. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that's so that that is a very good point, um, Kathy, and I'm so glad you brought that up. And I, and I would like to recall during that time where. I remember you and I were in their little nursery area and we were painting and putting that little trim on the middle. Yep. Some people call it chair bumpers. We were like, just in case they knock their heads on it, it's fine. Um, and, and you looked at me, you just stopped for a second. And you looked at me and said, I just can't wait to see whether or not they have your nose. 
Do you remember saying that? I was like, oh, you're so into this. You forgot I'm not carrying them. <laughs> it, it, I would say that what I would say that Augusto has your nose. I'm just well, we had to pay yeah. extra for that, but it's true. But it's just a just a, a moment to point out to the to the parents to be or those who would consider having a family that the family is partially in the making, but a whole lot in the being there. And uh, that moment of butch nesting is a perfect exemplification of how families are made and they just are. We just are. Yeah. And it's amazing. You guys, thanks for helping me reorient my position on what butch nesting is and, and what it involves and, and the fact that it is part of my life. And I'm proud of that. And uh, I like it. I think butch nesting is great. And those are my contributions. What, what if, what did you and, and uh, Lindsay decide to do with the outside of the wander wagon? Uh, well, Lindsay and I decided we want to get some big plants to create some shade, like a big tree of some sort to go out there. Yes. And then we had this like ladder stylish stand that had a bunch of plants. She loves plants. Well, I oh. took care of them, but she loves to look at them. And so she wants me to put out these succulent plants when they, when we get, warm enough and kind of just recreate a little spot for her out there again. Um, and so it's welcoming because we want people to come by and be out there. And we got those speakers outside. We just really want to listen to music and be outside with it. We want to get one of those plastic rugs that's made oh, of so nice. plastic to go outside over top of the gravel. Yeah. Easy <laughs> to clean. I love those. Those are great. Cause there's a reality that like, well, well they moved here while it's winter. That like nine months of the year will not be like this. You know, <laughs> I could be like, I was telling Lindsay recently, I was like, it's not going to always be like, this. this is actually really unusual. So having a beautiful outside space is a great idea. Yeah, I love that. And she'll feel more at home with it. Yeah. And like having a place for our water and stuff like that. Lindsay really wants, yes. she, she likes to buy her own drinking water because she has a thing about metallic taste. There it is. Like, it's hard to do in. Respect. Yeah. yeah, but it makes damn good beer. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. And then we have a spot for the dogs that we want to have that they can play like our community spot. So, And Pootopia is almost done. Yeah, what's Pootopia? Uh, so Ooh. there's this, I'm going to post pictures of this. Please do, yeah. Because there is a compost toilet like I have never seen. Yeah. It's got two spots. It's opened up to the woods where there's no trails or anything. So you don't have to worry about anyone seeing you. And you can just be with nature while you poop. Or wow. Whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's got a little sign that when you lift the seat, it goes from Pooville population zero to Pooville population one. Oh, there <laughs> it is. Zero to one, depending on. <laughs> Big shout out to the maintenance guy here, Kevin. He Kevin. Has so much work for this. Yeah. There's tile in there. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Utopia. Really cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I think, like, we've learned so much. I think the, the, the nesting continues because we've learned so much about what it takes to bring in a, like, a mobile like uh, living space. If you, would you consider the the label you made, Dana, for your uh, workout space, Stoney's Gym, would be would oh. that be like butch nesting or no? Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's sweet that you remember that. Yeah, I made a. I like woodworking. I like I like doing that. That's I think that's a nesting activity for sure. I feel like that's I think the I ultimate. To, I love buying tools and like setting them up and using them, and then 
not using them and then feeling guilty about not doing it. But yeah, that's, I think tools are a big part of it and organizing, organizing your shit. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Love, Love that. that. You're a huge inspiration for me, actually, uh, Dana. I don't know if I've ever told you that just with all your projects that you do, like that shed you built. Oh, yeah. Wood. Uh, the, uh, the concrete you did for your hot tub. Oh yeah, yeah. like all of that. Oh, that's the slab. But what about the yeah. fence route? Like the fence, you know, when yeah. you put uh, that fence up and you had that whole yeah. trench of. Uh, let's talk about Dana's butch nesting. The okay, trench of a fence post that was amazing. <laughs> the all of the signs that you make by digging out. What's that tool called again that you use? It's like a. Chisel, right? Or, yeah, and, chisel. or a router. Yeah. Easy router, router chisel. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then she did the slab for the hot tub. Hey. And then the woodshed was like far more than a woodshed. It had like a lean to roof so that it wouldn't keep water or snow on top of it. And it had an elevated um, floor, right? You, you yeah. struggled to get that plane, you know, perfectly level, but you did it and it's fantastic. And you can store your kayaks in that. Yes. I do. And math is not, thank you for, for mentioning that because math is not a strong point. So making thing, making sure things were level and everything. You guys are so sweet yeah. that you remember that. I love that kind of stuff. And um, we actually just had, a, we hired someone to put a deck in around the hot tub. Um, cool. And oh, it's nice. beautiful. It's got different levels. It's gorgeous. And I was like, yeah, I made a woodshed and it's cool. It's a nice woodshed, but it's not like fine carpentry. Which I was like, now I have another level of homage of like what what to dream about and and try to attain because I was like more nesting so for you is what I'm more call nesting. That. Well, and well what about the boat? The boat that you reshaped and refined. Oh my god, that was nesting. Well, aqua nesting. Boom. Thank you. <laughs> Sweet. What were you gonna say, Kathy? I, I was just gonna say that I think that one of the beauties of being um, like a flexible butch person in the world is that you you also have like a realization when maybe a project is something that you don't have the expertise in but you have a vision yeah. for and like a, a vision for a project and finding the right person who can help you meet your vision I think about um, uh, the podcasters can't see it but behind me I have these cool uh, barn doors and um, like this used to just be a big open space and I I contracted this guy who's he called he's called dad the builder and his side work is building these cool custom uh barn doors and uh like it's his passion and he he made them custom for my space and there's beautiful it's wow. like something i could never have done um i mean i could probably after a year i could go to be apprentice and do a lot of stuff right but i was excited no to they're gorgeous them. yeah and they're they're just beautiful and well, really well made so like i think that that's part of um, what I enjoy about not feeling like I got to do everything myself, you know, it's like, I can also like, so, like lift up other people who are really good craftspeople. I'm excited Absolutely. to see that, Dana. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll have to show it to you guys. And it's, what about it's like, the Creek View deck? What's that, Dana? Oh, Janelle. No, Janelle, a Creek, Creek View deck. Oh, the so one you in have the gully? A, yeah. yeah. Oh. Gully deck. It's, it's it's uh it's on hiatus right now. It's it's oh, taking right. a break. I feel like yeah. we all need yeah. to come up to your house to do that deck. Like that's yes. a project. Yeah, <laughs> that is definitely a good yes. project. Yeah, yeah. You guys are sweet. I would love to hear, and I I feel like we will 
um, I just made this list of all the projects we were talking about and like maybe put some pictures up, but um, I'd love if people would put post up pictures of other, their own butch nesting if they want to. Um, and yeah. just add to the glory because I know whenever I see people working on stuff or whatever it is, I get super excited about just like what that what that means and people creating things um, in their homes and especially like really nice spaces for their homes. Um, so that's cool. I'm excited about it. I'm sure there's a lot of neat things out there we haven't even thought of yet. So we can have neighbors at the camp and hang out and do some projects with us. I know. What were we thinking? Yeah. <laughs> Dana, Camp Stevens needs you. <laughs> well, I'd like to come to Camp Stevens and bring you guys beer and okay. comment on your uh, machinations. Well, and you know, everyone here can paint, and everyone here can <laughs> out of a glass. Cup. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought I might just yeah. philosophize yeah. while you guys are doing things. <laughs> Is right that nasty? <laughs> Well, sure. uh, I, I wonder, uh, you know, if people want to post or uh, share information with us about their butch nesting, how they do that, Janelle? Oh, there's so many ways to do that, guys. You can reach us on Twitter at, at the butch underscore daily or on Insta at hashtag butch the butch daily. You can see our Facebook page, the butch daily on Facebook or please feel free to email us and send us pics that we can post ourselves at thebutchdaily at gmail.com. Coming at you live and in butch. Hell yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget my dear friend, Veronica May. Thank you so much for your intro music and song. It's been phenomenal for us. Um, we really appreciate it, buddy. You know what? Also, you know, we've had um, Shaky Knees as our song for a while, but if you want to yes. listen to or purchase any of Veronica May's songs, and then make a suggestion, we'd be open to that because we want to get everybody out there listening to much as her work as possible. So let us know on all those ways that Janelle just shared if you want a new song to come on to the Bush Daily because it's probably time. It's probably time to Probably start. about time. I love that. Let's do it. Listeners decide. Listeners choose. Yeah. yeah. Great. We'll put it in the show notes too. All right, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. You all are my favorites, honestly. I love you guys. Yes, pleasure on the right. Butch Daily. Absolutely, yes. why not? Yeah, Good to be here tonight, guys. <laughs> love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a good night.